This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing us into your homes, cars, workplace. Maybe somebody's working out. I work out. (laughs) (laughs) What? Maybe they're just walking in nature right now and listening via their app. Wouldn't that be nice? If If they were listening or walking in nature? Both. Okay, yes. It At would the same be. time. Okay. That would just be a lovely morning. Yes. Well, moving right along, we are going to do, we've been doing these summer pilgrimage segments, Chris, for people that can take maybe a day trip throughout our listening area and see some cool things in our diocese. So I really have enjoyed this segment. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Tyndall, South Dakota. Yes, ma'am. I was just there a couple months ago. I was going to say, have you ever been there? I have. More than once, actually. Yeah. So, Father Joe Fursell is on the line with us. Father Joe, thanks for joining us. Good morning. How are things? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I've been here now at uh, Tyndall for 10 years as the pastor. And what I found when I arrived here is that I am as so often is the case, the beneficiary of the very uh, hard work of many of my predecessors. And one of my predecessors here was Father Frank Cronin, uh, who was pastor here from uh, the mid-1940s until the mid-1960s when he passed away from cancer. And uh, one of the things that Father Cronin did is he had a lot of connections with people in Rome. And so he was able to procure a large number of relics of a variety of saints through those connections. And uh, go ahead, Chris. And sorry, sorry. Um, what's, right. What strikes me about that, I was just going to say, um, the idea of relics and pilgrimages is, is what we're talking about here. So making a pilgrimage to to uh, just a, a, a town, a city like Tyndall, South Dakota, and St. Leo's, and, and all of those relics. But go ahead. Sure. Well, um, as you saw from the booklet that I uh, emailed you earlier, uh, we do have quite a large number of uh, relics of various saints. How many saints do you have? Uh, I know that we have more than 20, probably even as many as 25. Um, but uh, part of the reason that I don't know the exact number is because, uh, as so often is the case, uh, the stones uh, that contain relics in the altars uh, oh. often have, uh, it, it's kind of a conglomerate of a variety of martyrs from Rome. Right. Uh, and ra- rarely is it just a single martyr or a single saint. So, Father, maybe we should start for folks who are listening, and maybe they're maybe they're not Catholic at all. Maybe they are Catholic, but this is one of the areas of their faith that they're a little bit less um, aware of, familiar with. Uh, we talk about relics of saints and so on. So, maybe start at the very beginning. Uh, what is a relic? Well, a relic, uh, uh, Chris, you know this far better than I do, but uh, a relic is something that is connected to a particular saint in a physical sense. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, yeah, for St. John Paul II, uh, at the moment of his death, 
they extracted a few vials of his blood, which were then placed in display reliquaries. And after his uh, uh, being named as a saint of the church, those relics now uh, of his actual human blood are being uh, spread across the uh, across the United States. Uh, the Knights of Columbus, uh, for instance, have one at their uh, national international headquarters in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Mm. Hmm. And and how many relics do you have there at St. Leo's? You talked about how uh, Father Cronin and all the work that he did because of his connections um, started, if you will, a collection. So how many relics does St. Leo's have? We're not sure of the exact number of the saints that are represented, but uh, uh, as I look through the booklet here, we've got a little over 20 uh, relics of various saints, and these could be things such as uh, a bit of a a hair, a fingernail, sometimes a bit of bone. Uh, sometimes it would be just uh, an object that was worn or used by the saint. Uh, and so there's different classifications of relics as, as a part of that. So as, as people are hearing, then you're talking about <laughs> hair and fingernail and bone. Some people can <laughs> a bit weirded out by that, Father. But what's the, of blood. Right, what's the gift, the beauty of a relic? Like, why do we venerate relics like this? When, when people come through and you're talking, so when I was down there, you showed me that it is a very, it's very impressive to see. It's one thing you hear, oh, 20 relics or so, but it is a beautiful display. So I do really want to encourage folks um, to make a pilgrimage to St. Leo's in Tyndall to see um, all these reliquaries. But Father, going back to some people like maybe the, if you will, morbidity of mm-hmm. of relics on display, but can you talk about the gift um, that mm-hmm. it is to have them? Well, I, I think one of the first things we need to know is where did the tradition come from of mm. venerating relics? Uh, and that started off with the martyrs of the early church. Uh, you, you, when you take a look at the catacombs, uh, the sewer system under the city of Rome, that was the only place where people could celebrate Mass safely. And oftentimes they would do so, uh, they would just use a coffin or a sarcophagus containing the bones and remains of those who had been recently martyred as their altar. And so the tradition then became that, uh, uh, from there on in, is that... Uh, the uh, altars in, in all consecrated or uh, dedicated churches then are supposed to contain an altar stone that has embedded in it some kind of a remnant, uh, most often of a martyr or a group of martyrs uh, that would remind us of that history. Right, right. So, And I think people, most people are, if they know that their parish altar has relics within it. First of all, I think many Catholics don't know that. I, I didn't realize that growing up. But they it's probably even less likely they would know that this is a pointer to the early history of our faith where uh, Mass was celebrated literally on the tomb of those who had given their life for the faith. So this is a way in which we honor and respect and point to, as you said, that history, which still goes on. I mean, there's still people being martyred for the faith today, um, and Mass is said, uh, maybe um, at some point, oftentimes, Mass is said at those sites. So this is a way where every time we celebrate Mass in our parishes, we're recognizing and celebrating the faith of those who gave their lives in profession uh, uh, for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And oftentimes what will happen then, Chris, is in our modern times, uh, and where many of these 
uh, current relics that we have would would come from were, were they were uh, uh, oh gosh the, after the person was declared a saint they would exhume the remains and a lot of times then uh, parts of them uh, you know especially a tiny fragment of bone or something like that would be put into a uh, a small uh, oh the I guess you could call it a, the Latin term is ossuary, uh, meaning a bone container, and, and they were usually clear so that you could actually see the bone fragment. Right. Uh, for instance, some of the uh, uh, the relics that we have here at St. Leo is uh, Father Cronin, I don't know how he did it, but he managed to get a relic of the True Cross. Uh, and uh, Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich also has one of those types of relics. And I don't know that there's very many others in existence around in our diocese, but that would be an interesting question to do some research. Right. Uh, and then we also have a relic of Pope St. Leo the Great, and then uh, a number of others, and then we also have a couple of relics dealing with St. Vincent de Paul, uh, who is the patron saint of the parish in Springfield, which is very close by here. Right, right. So, Father, um, if somebody wants to make a pilgrimage... so if it, just to talk about a little bit more um, for our listeners' sake, I think the, the the powerful the power and the beauty of making a prayerful journey. I mean, oftentimes I think pilgrimage mm-hmm. people think of it on foot, but you can drive. You know, <laughs> you don't have to yeah. walk to Hindle. You can drive to Tyndall. Um, yeah. But to make a prayerful journey, not just when you get there, but even on the way there, whether it's praying the rosary or just a trip in silence. Um, to St. Leo's in Tyndall. And, and Father, can, do they need to make an appointment if they want to visit the parish and see the relics? Like, what would you encourage if people are listening and they, they'd be really interested in making sort of a spiritual journey to the parish to venerate these relics, to think about? Um, and, and you have some literature there. As you mentioned, you, there's a little booklet that you had shared with us by email. Um, so you've got that there so they can learn about these, these men and women, uh, where these relics came from. Uh, can people sure. just show up at the parish, or what would you recommend as the pastor? Well, a lot of times we do have just uh, people just simply show up out, out of, uh, you know, just out of curiosity. Uh, and uh, what we do then is uh, we have the relics are on display in our daily Mass chapel. So the Blessed Sacrament is not present there because the Blessed Sacrament is on the high altar in the main church. Uh, but uh, if they want to come in and just take some time to pray and reflect with all of these great saints and these companions in faith. Uh, I think one of the things that we need to remember, uh, I think the best way to explain how relics connect us to people of faith in the past, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, enter a home of an elderly lady on one of the reservations. Are, are we at time? Yep, no, not yet. A couple more minutes, yep. Okay, all right. Okay. And what she had is on the wall in her living room is she had... Uh, pasted and stapled photographs of members of her family and members of her tribe who had all passed away. Hmm. And uh, and the wall was literally covered from ceiling to floor with these photographs. And uh, it was like folders from their funerals and things like that. And I just thought, what a beautiful way. And she just explained to the students that were with me that, uh, you know, this was her way of remaining connected to those who had gone before her in faith. Wow. And that's really what a relic is about. Yep. Amen. 
Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Father Joe Fursell from St. Leo's in Tyndall, South Dakota. It's kind of down by Yankton. So a lot of of people travel to Yankton to go to the lake or the river. And this would be a perfect stopping point, a little out of the way. But you could make Mm -hmm. it a little journey to go see these relics at St. Leo's. Sure. Now, just as a cute little aside, is that uh, the bakery here in town has been voted South Dakota's best by the Bakers Association of the state. Wow! So, wow! So, uh, so first go to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> first go to the parish, and then go to the bakery. You can make a day right. out of it. Parish. Sure, sure. Well, Father Joe, but, uh, thank you for have... joining us today. Any last thoughts before we let you go? Sure. Uh, one other thing is that we also have a mother's prayer garden that's on the north side of the yeah, parish, and this awesome. summer we're going to be constructing a father's prayer garden on the south side of the property. So we will have one dedicated to the Blessed Mother and one dedicated to St. Joseph. Beautiful. So uh, uh, beautiful ways of just getting people to take time to slow down, meditate, and think about God's presence in their lives. I love it. Amen. Father Joe, thank you so much for sharing with us today. All right. Thanks, Father. All right. right, We're we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Good day to every one of you who are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm assigned at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. And one of the things that I have found in my assignment is that I wanted to become more friendly to get to know St. Joseph more. And one of the things in just in Joseph's name, J-O-S-E-P-H, if you take that name, Joseph is just. O, that he's obedient. S, that he was silent. E, that he's an example. P, that he was a parent, the parent, the foster parent of Jesus. And H, husband of Mary. What a wonderful thing to imitate this good, holy man that the Father in heaven chose for his foster father here on earth. And so, have a devotion to St. Joseph. Come to know him. Come to know his intercession as he brings us and leads us always ever more closely in a relationship with the Holy Family. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us. This is the last segment of Real Presence Live for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know why I do this with you, Heather. (laughs) You never know what I'm going to do. Yeah, so one of my goals as programming director is to get a theme associated with each show. So my big picture dream is to be able to have a theme that walks through each show. So every segment. Intentional. So, so okay, so the, a two-hour show each day of the week, Monday through Friday, 9 yeah. to 11 Central, <laughs> uh, that you'd have, that show would have a, common consistent theme across all the interviews yeah and the inane host banter yes okay so that's my ultimate dream but i find it hilarious not really hilarious i don't think that's the right word inspiring wonderful gracious because the holy spirit provides that every time i'm on so what was the theme heather that you saw today rest relax that's what i got today it's out of curiosity. So here we go. Heather, are you ready? Are you ready? ready. How did you see that in the interview with Brian Gibson in the second segment of the show? Because I found that even though we may be doing something chaotic or something negative or something that is sad, there's still that hope. Mm. I still can see and I can, you know, analyze why I'm not looking forward to going to Montana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And I can still find, okay, there's that hope there. Yep. There's still the joy. That's really good. Peace. Amen. Aren't we all after peace? Uh, well, that's one of the big things I think we're after. I think we would, some joy would be good to peace and joy and community. And what did you feel was the overarching theme of today? Well, I, as Father Joe was finishing talking, he's... Uh, what were the, I don't remember what the words, but I looked at you and got a big <laughs> smile and, because it was going back to that thing, uh, what, what, what I was, what we were talking about in our first segment with the, um, our, our host banter about being just aware and mindful and present. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, being present, like being in the here and now, and really going back to what I did say in our conversation. Um, aware of how Jesus is present to me in the present moment yeah. and not looking to tomorrow. I mean, we have to plan. I mean, I, for my, my family, my kids, my wife, Jermaine, they can all tell you um, I definitely am a planner. My coworkers can probably what? tell you. I'm a, yeah, shocking. Um, <laughs> th- that I want to plan. And there's a way in which planning is good and prudent and necessary. But we, but but it shouldn't be a distraction. Am I still able to be present in the moment, in the present moment, and aware of everything that, that the Lord has for me? Again, the idea of awareness that I talked about, mm-hmm. that we talked about at the beginning of the show today. Yeah. Well, and I think so many times we are focused on the past or the future, yep. and it's like one of those cheesy songs. I know there it exists out in the world. I forget what it's called, but you know, it, it basically is saying, "Live for today." Yep. Don't forget. Yep, don't forget. And, These and, are the days. <clears throat> These are the days. And again, they're not saying like, you know, don't go blow all your retirement savings and live for Oh, the, I have that? And, uh, <laughs> uh, those of us who plan. <laughs> 
but in the present, be present to the present because yeah. he has something for us again in every circumstance in, in every, every face that we meet, every person we encounter, there's something for us. See, and part of me, the, the negative part of me is like, God, that seems like a lot of work to walk around and always be looking. But it doesn't have to be work. And, but you're the one who said that you're the one who drives. Oh, is it this? So I know. Beautiful? I'm such a nerd. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. So Look is, at the little you, farm. Yeah. <laughs> see, you already do that. So for some of us, that doesn't come as naturally or whatever as it does to you. And maybe it's a little bit of work. I don't know what you're complaining about. I know. My, I grew up with a father that was like that. So my father would be the type that would be like, I'm probably the first and last person to touch this rock as he throws it into the lake. <gasps> Right. <laughs> oh. So th- just just that that okay. People are gonna be like, what's the connection here? Um, tennis year, just over ten years ago. <laughs> tennis years. February of 2011. Um, I came across a prayer written by an Italian priest, like late 19th, I think, century, uh, Father Joseph um, Cafalo, something like that. Anyway. Um, St. Joseph Cafaso, I think is his name. Um, Oh, my dear Jesus, I commend in a special manner to your mercy the greatest sinner in your eyes, the dying person in greatest danger of damnation, the most abandoned soul in purgatory, and the most desolate person on this earth. St. Joseph Cafaso. And I love that because right now, there is a greatest sinner in God's eyes. Right now, there is a person in greatest danger of damnation. Right now, there is the most abandoned soul in purgatory. And right now, there is somebody on this earth who is the most desolate. And even though I don't know any of their names, and this side of heaven, I will never, well, I don't think I'll ever meet them. I could be the greatest sinner. That's, I guess, have met me. Um, But... Uh, to pray, just as you did, like I could be the first and last person to touch this rock. And through, like right now, I can pray for those. For, those are those are four people, and I can pray for them. And so, actually, that's when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning and at night, I pray that prayer because there are. It's very targeted and very specific for people whose names I do not know. I adore that. I love. Uh, yeah, that. it's really good. So, thank you for sharing that. Sure, sure. I'm going to have to look it up somewhere. How in the world am I going to look that up? You know, I found it years ago in Megan Difficott's site. So it just, okay. Well, I'll tell you off the air. but <laughs> Nobody else gets to know. Well, you Google it. Okay, so uh, I commend a special manager of mercy, the greatest sinner in your eyes, the dying person in greatest danger of, net, of damnation, the most abandoned soul in purgatory, and the most desolate person on this earth. And the great thing is, if you just missed what I said, you can go to realpresenceradio.com. <laughs> Uh, pull up the closing segment for Tuesday, June 8th, 1030 to 11, 2021, and you can repeat at slower speed maybe that little prayer. Yeah, you do talk quite fast. I'm aware of that. Have you practiced I got that? a lot to say. I got a lot. I'm actually the voice, you know, on the, uh, the commercials. You are? No. What voice? What commercials? Never mind. The commercials really all the disclaimers. They used to speed oh. read. <laughs> You totally could. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally could. All right. So we're going to go to our preview early, if that's okay. That sounds good. Okay. So we have a new board operator. She's not brand new, but she's new. And so she's doing a fantastic job. And it's a new voice that you'll hear on RPR. So Rachel, how's it going? Going well. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank good. you for running the board today. And can you tell us what's happening tomorrow? Yeah, Absolutely. 
So coming up on the next Real Presence Live on Wednesday, Mark Holcraft will be hosting from the Fargo Studios. And first, you're going to hear from Rachel Hayda, myself, and I'll, be talk- <laughs> and I'll be talking about my experiences serving as a missionary with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Then Andrew Hewitt will be talking about serving the needy. And then Nick Moldelski will be giving an introduction because he is new to Real Presence Radio. All this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Very good. Rachel, are you looking forward to talking about yourself? Or is that so, is that is that like, uh, Of course. Oh, nice. Good answer. She's honest. I like her. Not, some, some people, though, get like really nervous about mm-hmm. Sharing, so I was just curious. As a former focused missionary, I figured you'd be comfortable. I thought sharing your story, it's sort of yeah. part of what you need to do as a missionary. Correct, so, yeah. it's a big yeah. part of it. Awesome. awesome, be a great show. Uh, Nine to eleven tomorrow, huh? Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, Rachel. All right. So we have a lot of new faces around RPR, and yeah. I kind of like um, behind the scenes getting to know everybody because I think it's important. I don't know if anybody cares but me. Uh, is there, are you going somewhere with this, or are you just saying? No, I have uh, two uh, RPR staff members on tomorrow. Is the only thing I'm two. Doing. Yeah, Nick Modeski. Don't you have three? No. Oh. Well, Mark is the host. <laughs> he's, he's not interviewing. Oh, that's right. Himself. That's true. He's just the host. Yeah, he's, you're right. He's you're just right. the. Host. He's just the host. <laughs> Mark's the, just the, title, the executive exec- director. Just the executive director. <laughs> he's just my boss. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You're right. He, he's asking the question. See? See? Yeah. He's going to ask questions, too. Not of you. Not of me. Thank goodness. Yeah. Just of Rachel and Mark. I've had enough quizzing for one day. Any last Mike. thoughts for our listeners today, Dr. Um, so summer is definitely upon us too quickly in some ways. <laughs> uh, I, that theme of rest and relaxation, as you identified it, as I said at the beginning, um, I would really encourage you, if, if, if you're not yet in a prayer routine, keep working for that. Ask the Lord for that grace. But if you are in a pretty good prayer routine, um, for me, I know for a long time, vacation always messed with that. So go into your vacations mm. with a plan. Um, Life is disrupted for a day or two or more. Uh, so how are you going to find some time to spend with just you and the Lord? Maybe it's not as much time, probably, obviously, probably in a different place, but make sure and make a plan for how yeah. you do that. And bring him into it. Bring him Amen. into everything, you know? He's already and there. don't miss mass. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely don't miss mass. This mom is telling you, make don't a plan miss. That was a very mom's mass. voice. Don't miss mass, Don't Johnny. miss mass. Celia, Celia always says to me <laughs> when I have the mom voice, she's like, Celia Jane. <laughs> nice. I'm like, whatever. It's the mom voice. So find a way you can make it. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us today for Real Presence Live. Dr. Bergwald, thanks again for co-hosting. It's been a pleasure. As always, Heather. All right. Have a good rest of your day, folks. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local. 
engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.